0: On today's show, you know it, we back, boy. I am back. We're talking about the Dallas Mavericks, introducing Tim Hardaway Jr., reintroducing Reggie Bullock, Sterling Brown, Moses Brown, some great stuff from them, some news as well. A trade was made in the NBA. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. It's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown <laughs> <Take me down. laughs> Mavericks are
1: I'm running the offense. You're the, you're, you're the <laughs> boss.
0: And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and insider at Mavs.com. The Weback Boy, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
2: Well, welcome back. Feels I've, good. Never, Feels I've never good. missed you so much.
0: I got uh, one shade tanner on my vacation. I went from pale flesh color to just normal flesh color. If you guys are watching on YouTube.
2: Well, you had a, a very extravagant vacation spot. Do you want I to went tell to them about rural Ohio? It was either white Lotus like <laughs> location or where did you go?
0: I went to rural Ohio to hang out with my family and it was
2: five star <laughs> resort. It's
0: great. Uh, yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliable prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. So much stuff to get into on this Monday. Basically, you know how they talk about Friday news dumps? That means we have a Monday like roundup of news that just happens. So we have a bunch of stuff to get to. The presser was obviously over the weekend. We'll get into a bunch of stuff from that. We will go ahead and play a bunch of clips from Tim Hardaway Jr., Reggie Bullock, introduce you to Sterling Brown, all that kind of stuff. Some funny stuff from, from Nico and Jason Kidd as well. We'll get into all that stuff from the presser. And uh, the Mavs are 52 days away from opening night, Isaac Harris, on Monday.
2: That's insane. I mean, we, we were just briefly before this pod going over the schedule um, for our pod coming up over the next like four weeks and because that's how long we have until media day. It's like media day is going to be here before we know it. And who's going to be on the Mavericks by media day? We don't know.
0: We're not sure, but Media Day will be uh Media Day will even be like before the October first date, probably, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. So into <laughs> September sometime and before we know it, we're gonna be back rolling again.
0: Absolutely. Nate Hinton was released over the weekend. We, we have a poor one out for Nate Hinton, the oh. the consummate bench celebrator and just hype man overall. Sad to see Nate Hinton go, but after his play in summer league, I'm, I'm not sure anybody's surprised to be honest.
2: Thank you for everything. Nate Hinton. Uh, now the Mavs Twitter account tweeted out. Thank you for everything to Nate Hinton. And, uh, yeah, Nate, I mean, Nate's a lot of fun, and he's super energetic. You know, we had Mike Shed on last week. Go listen to that pod if you haven't. It's a great one. And he you know, was asking about who's the funniest people on the team besides Boban. He said Maxi, but he also said Nate Hinton. And everybody loved Nate Hinton. So it just, yeah, we'll see where they go from here. I, I don't know what that means uh, as far as that second two-way spot. Um, yeah, there's an open roster spot right now. So.
0: Yeah, and there's an open roster spot. Eugene Omarui is the one two-way spot. We don't know who the other one is going to. I immediately, as soon as Nate Hinton got released, like 20 minutes later, my friend Josh texted me, who's the second two-way spot going? I don't know. There, Maybe it's Ferron Hunt. Maybe it's uh, – I can't imagine that that Onu is going to take that. He didn't look ready at all during Summer League, but uh, we'll see. They, they may be bringing in some – this may be a, a, a play where they're making it multi- you know, player trade or whatever and try, had to make a spot for it. It's interesting. The timing of all of it.
2: Well, it's a camp camp. There's a camp spot open now too. I mean, right before this, they had their full 20. Now they have 19 players. So whatever, you know, that contract looks like for that 20th player, they can now bring another person to camp.
0: Yep. Speaking of a trade that I mentioned earlier, Lori Markkinen was traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers. An interesting deal. I think we'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow, but the Dallas Mavericks did not pull the trade off for Lori Markkinen. Quick thoughts about the Lowry Markkinen trade. Uh, The Cavs gave up Larry Nance Jr., which is like... The way that I was listening to Lockdown Cavs guys talk about Larry Nance Jr., it's like if Dwight Powell was also had the play level of Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, he's just such a great guy. Like, embodied the city and all that, but also was, like, one of their most important players on the team, and they traded that away for Larry Market, and it was a really interesting move. And they paid him a whole lot of money, like 16 mil a year, to go play backup, like, like backup to Evan Mobley and maybe never play with Evan Mobley. They also paid Jared Allen a whole bunch of money. It's just interesting, that move. But uh, the, the money he got from the Cavs, he wasn't going to get from the Mavs.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, we were at the Mavs presser on Friday with all the, the new players, you know, coming to town that we'll talk about for the rest of the pod. But, you know, right before Nico and everyone walked down the stairs, this trade comes out and you lean over and show me your phone. You're like, oh, I'm marking <laughs> it to Cleveland. I'm like, what the heck? And then bam. Almost,
0: almost literally right when we got the Woj bomb or the Shams tweet, or whatever, that, that this trade was going down, Nico and them start walking down the the stairs to come into the... It was like it was almost as if they timed it to where, oh, that trade, we didn't get in on it, let's go down to our presser. Like It almost was right on the dot.
2: Yeah, so I think, yeah, we're going to talk more about it just from a mass perspective and all the angles on that uh, probably tomorrow. But I, I think my main takeaway from it was... Marketing still got his money. Like everybody got what they wanted, basically. Like Chicago still got their first. Marketing, yep. you know, for marketing, marketing still got his money, sixteen yep. million a year, which is a lot, which is way more than what Dallas could offer. And you know, we were on this podcast talking about, man, is he going to do like a sign and trade into the TPE for Dallas, and it'd be around like three for thirty, something like that, ten or eleven million dollars a year. Yeah, scratch that, dude's getting sixteen million a year. Who cares about fit for marketing if you're going to get sixty-seven, <laughs> $67 million dollars? So uh I'm sure that's where his mind was at. So yeah. It, I was this I was kinda surprised by, by all angles.
0: For the Cavs thing, like they're just betting on the talent, right? Like, might as well bring in a guy like that. They're they're getting younger yeah. and younger every single year. It seems like might as well bet on a guy. Who else are you giving that money to? It's not like they're trying to save or something else. I was even confused. Who else wants by, to go there? Yeah, Chris and Evan on lockdown On Cavs were like, "Well, why why pay him so much money?" I'm like, "Who else is gonna is gonna go there? You gotta you gotta bet on some talent." If you had signed him straight up in free agency, maybe you're more excited about it than if they had actually than if they had traded. But that's how you have to get some of those guys if you're in a market like that.
2: I I would like to see the list of players outside of LeBron. LeBron coming back to Cleveland. Fuby Gibson. Who's your biggest? Who's the biggest <laughs> signings for Cleveland? Like this Sasha has to Sasha Pavlovich. One of the funniest things though, Markin <laughs> did a uh, an interview with. Uh, I want to say Casey Johnson? Right. It covers the Casey Bulls. Casey Smith. No. Uh, <laughs> it covers the Bulls in uh, in Chicago for I think NBC. Sam Smith. Right. No. And so anyway, he did this interview and he he quote. Uh, Quote in that story said he's looking forward to learning from Kevin Love and what he can learn from him as a veteran
0: and everything. I'm like, well, he maybe could learn rebounding from Kevin Love. I'm actually, I'm I'm pro that.
2: No, no, no. I took it from the angle of like, are we sure Kevin Love's going to be on this team next year? (laughs) Well, he's
0: not getting a buyout. So apparently that's not going to be a thing.
2: Yeah, I feel like uh the Kevin Love buyout Mavs lasted about six hours on Mavs Twitter. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even gonna entertain this guys.
0: It's like it's like his agent went to Woj or whoever published that story and just said, we just need this talk to stop on on social media. Can we just publish this right now? Just yes. I'll, I'll go on the record.
2: <laughs> I just love all of the Shams and Woj tweets now, which isn't just this year's now is yeah. Blank is happening from Jeff Schwartz at XL Sports. It's hey, we got to put the
0: literally from the name of the agent and then the ones yeah. that are like he was a big part of this blah 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 and you're like okay, yeah sure.
2: We should start putting our agent name when we
0: we could put the intern's those. name on. Tell them yeah. tell them who the intern is. Hey, All put right.
2: that put that on the notes in there.
0: <laughs> Lots of so obviously the the biggest takeaway I think from the presser was I don't know if there was one, but there's little things here and there. That the biggest takeaway was like we didn't learn anything new. I think honestly that was my biggest takeaway. But Moses
2: well, Brown is tall.
0: But we were introduced to, to Reggie Bullock. We we learned actually why we he- did
2: learn something new. We Ooh. learned that we have a new friend of the pod.
0: Oh, we did learn and, that. We'll talk com-
2: about coming up next. We'll tell oh, yeah, you we the individual who came up to us at the presser <laughs> and told us how much they're enjoying our pod and how they've listened to uh, to it for a bit and kind of uh, took us off guard i don't know
0: (laughs) off Uh, guard (laughs) avant-garde we'll talk about that coming up but before we do let me tell you about sweat block sweat block okay this literally works because i tried it when i was gone you take it and it's this it's doctor created doctor recommended it's these wipes and the night before when when your pits are dry you wipe you wipe your pits with the sweat block isaac's got it right there with the pad and they smell really strong. You can tell, like this is you're working with something different. You wiped and your
2: pits with the pad.
0: You, I wiped my pits with the the pad, the wipe, whatever you want to call it. Sweat it's, block. It's pad. all, it's all of the above, and you don't sweat, and you don't have to deal with pit stains, and you don't have to deal with changing your clothes or changing your shirt uh, because you have pit stains and they're embarrassing. You don't have to deal with that for seven days. It's incredible. I also. I'm not sure they recommend this, but I also wiped oh, no. them on my lower back because, you know. If, I was if like, where are you going with this? <laughs> where are you <laughs> No, going? they have man parts for all that stuff. Oh, that, that's another product that they have. Uh, you have the wipes and I, I wiped it on my lower back as well. And I didn't I, the whole time on the plane, there and back, I didn't have any problem with with you know sweating on my lower back, which I know if you're a bigger guy and you live in Texas and you go to hundred degree weather and it's just muggy all the time, you know that you're dealing with that. So go ahead, get some sweatblock, go to sweatblock.com, use the promo code locked get 20% off today at sweatblock.com. Also want to tell you about Indeed. Indeed is the place to Hire people if you are looking to see, man, there's so many people out there. I have these jobs. I need to find the right person for it. Indeed is the right place for it. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, Indeed, you can do all that hiring in one place. Even the interviewing process you can do on Indeed. So go check it out right now. Get started with a $75 sponsored job credit. The sponsored ones, are when I was looking for a job and I was down on my luck, those were the ones that came up first. You look for... Who's looking for a podcast producer? And it's like the first ones that come up are those sponsored jobs. Those are the ones that people see first. The people that are like me, who was you know, good worker, was ready to go and ready for an opportunity, and needed to see the best opportunity first. You can put yours at the top right there. Used go to indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 job credit at indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the presser, so the Dallas Mavericks with Nico Harrison and Jason Kidd introduced you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. After his, after his re-signing. They introduced Reggie Bullock, Sterling Brown, and Moses Brown as well to us and to the media. We got to ask questions and all kinds of stuff. We have tons of clips to play to you, but let's make good on our tease. Who was the person that told us that they love listening to Lockdown Mavs? Because uh, it's not just loyal listener Mark Cuban anymore.
2: It's not. And uh, Scent Marshall came up to us and told us, uh, which we love uh, Scent. I love Scent. And uh, yeah, I I didn't know she listened to our pod. I know different people in the organization listened to our pod, but did not know uh, Scent Marshall did. So Scent, if you're listening to this, thank you for listening to the pod. Thank you for the support. And uh, yeah, you're awesome.
0: Absolutely. It was great to hear from Sint Marshall. And it's just crazy. We'll pull back the curtain a little bit. It's crazy. We started this show and we were just nobodies. We walked into the building and we were just guys that had a, you know, had a press pass and we could write and we could talk. And we were like, all right, let's go in and start covering this team. And now uh, it's built to this. And thank you, everybody, for being a part of it. All right. The funniest part, one of the funniest parts of the presser today was this quote from, from Nico Harrison uh, when asked a question about shooting. It seemed like the Mavericks added, you know, they made it a point to add shooting in and, and Reggie Bullock and in Sterling Brown. That was something that in both the new guys they signed, uh, they wanted to uh, they wanted to add shooting. And so this was a question asked of, uh, of both Nico or Jason, and this was a, a funny way that they answered it, I thought.
2: Between Tim coming back and adding Reggie and Sterling, common denominator in the game is shooting how key is that skill to the offensive identity you want to build around luca in this offense
1: you want to go first am, am i running the offense you're the you're the boss <laughs> you're the boss
0: okay so you heard you heard on there you know was this a point in adding to the offense and he's and Jason said, Jason Kidd looked over at Nico Harrison all the way down the line and said, you want to take this one? And Nico Harrison looked all the way back down the line and said, am I running the offense? <laughs> that was pretty funny. But the part of that clip that matters, Isaac, is that Jason Kidd came back and said, you're the boss. And then said, made it a point the to, boss say,
2: twice. Yeah. to say it
0: again, you're the boss. Why did Jason Kidd feel like he need, needed to make that distinction?
2: I mean, we we read into it of like, oh, he's just making a point to emphasize that hey, Nico is the boss because we, we know we're not dumb. Uh, you know, he had a, um, I don't even know situation in Brooklyn. You know, where it's where he got, you know, he tried. I wasn't to, even thinking
0: about that, but yeah,
2: <laughs> he tried to uh, gain, you know, gain power in in Brooklyn and kind of move around some people and go above some people. In Brooklyn, I really rub some people the wrong way, and so I think this is a, a sign that hey, Nico is the boss here. I also thought it was a funny uh, when Mike asked the question. Mike of now D Magazine uh, doing great yeah. work. Uh, D Magazine moving over from the Athletic, and when he asked the question, I was like, I wonder how Moses feels right now. He's like, Yeah, you know, emphasizing shooting this off season, bringing Tim back, and bring, you know, adding on Sterling <laughs> and Reggie, and it's like, oh, Moses, is like, well, dang it, I got to watch more KP tape now.
0: But I think to that, that point about Jason Kidd, and yes, we, we're the kings of reading way too much into these pressers and trying to decipher all these little words and things like that. Of course, we're going to take things out of proportion, but when you talk about the maps every day, that's kind of what you do. So, yep. But Jason Kidd did make it a point to say, you're the boss, you're the boss, because I, I wasn't even thinking about Jason Kidd's prior experience. I was thinking about their introductory press conference when the whole thing was about... Yo, is Mark Cuban gonna allow Nico Harrison to be the actual, you know, to be the boss, to be the guy that actually makes decisions? And Jason Kidd made it a point to say he's the boss, he's the one making the decisions. I thought that was interesting. That that's definitely something that is either maybe sensitive or just something that they're aware of that that Jason Kidd wants to make a point uh, yeah. because I think I think Jason Kidd is from from now just covering covering him for even a couple months now is somebody that when when he has something that he. Feels like he needs to say he makes a point to say it you know yeah. and he kind of he kind of puts it away in the back of his head and then when an opportunity arises he'll jump on the opportunity to say something like that and make it a point whether it's talking about you know oh i you know as a young kid i want to make it you know make sure that kids around you know around the world know that your dreams can happen like he made it a point to, to say things like that he made it a point to talk about leadership and growing and things like that. And this is another one of those I think that he learned. So we're we're getting to see a little bit about Jason Kidd and who he is and uh, about what the, the power structure is for the Mavericks. I thought that was interesting. Now that we've read way too much into that, let's, let's yes. move on to the next one. Uh, so this was a question asked about uh, how the Mavericks are going to play. And this is a question – you know, to Jason Kidd's question we've had a lot. How are the maps going to look differently? How are they going to use centers? How are they going to use Kristaps uh, Porzingis? A big question coming up. Uh, so we'll, we'll ask this, of J- we'll hear this question from, uh, to Jason Kidd. How is this team going to look and function differently? Like how will the fans see this team uh, any different than previous seasons?
1: Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to change in the sense we're not going to take the ball out of Luca's hand. Um, he, he's too good. Um, you see, we've added pieces to co- complement him, but also complement each other. Uh, but the biggest thing is the defensive side of the ball. You know, we we got to pay a little bit more attention to detail. Um, understand, we all have one goal, and that's to win a championship. And we got to we got to get stops. And so, um, the last time we won a championship here, we did get stops. And that that wasn't just our offense that won us a championship, but it was our defense. And so. Um, just talking about defense um, being together um, I think one of our leaders said it uh, this summer we got to work on our chemistry you know our chemistry has to improve Um, we are a family there's going to be disagreements but you know we move forward um, and we help one another and I think that's the biggest thing you're going to see you know the fans will see um, is that this team is together
0: at first, that quote you laugh because you're like, "Oh yeah, of course they're not going to take the ball out of Lucas' hands. Of course it's not going to change." But I thought the defensive aspect, and then then later the chemistry aspect, I thought was a really big deal.
2: Yeah, you know, we were joking earlier, but you know, some people really don't like the 2011 tiebacks of everything. It's like, All right, or just get annoyed on. with it. They, yeah, they get, a- they get annoyed with it, and I, I I don't in this scenario. I I think there's something special about <clears throat> me personally. I just love hearing that. When kid talks about it in the sense of like, I was here, like at the, not just say, Hey, I've won a title before. And now I can speak on how to win a, a ring in, in the game of basketball. It is, I won my ring here. Like I, I want it here in this, this organization wearing this jersey. And I think there is something powerful of when kid says that line of, Hey, hey the last time we won a championship here, we made stops. And it's like, he was part of that. He was making those stops. We do finals flashbacks every single summer, it feels like. And it's like we seen Jason Kidd at the, what, 35, 36, 38, you know, in his late 30s there making defensive stops in the finals. And it's like he knows what it takes. So I think there is something really cool, and really powerful about him talking about that championship team and how they won it by defense because he answered multiple questions on Friday at that presser about defense, defense, defense. defense. And we joke, take the drink that, hey, defense again, going into training camp, like we, we've heard it before, but he's really, really preaching that that defense is going to be their focus.
0: Yeah, if you couldn't hear me on the podcast, I was taking a very big drink and then trying to just empty out the glass because every single year we hear this, well, we're going to focus on defense again going into this training camp. And honestly, I think most teams do that, right? I think most teams focus on defense because offense just comes to a lot of these guys. And now, I mean, with the James Harden-centric offense and, and Luca's is one of them, you can just put the ball in a guy's hands and they'll be okay, right? They don't have to run any plays, really, after, until you know they get into a certain situations. But, yeah, defense has to be – it has to be a, you know, a parent has to be a focus, but yeah, I thought that that was a real interesting quote about, you know, focusing on defense. And the question was asked later, you know, you, you, you referenced that, how, how would you tell these guys how they can you know, win a championship or what can you tell these guys about? And he mentioned defense again there, and that's how they won. That's how he knows. That's how he knows to get to the top. That's how he knows that that team in 2011 made it against a super team that was put together and, the Mavericks are going to be against some of those teams, possibly the yeah. Nets, but definitely, you know, the Lakers would be in their path and some other teams would and, be in their and, path. And you got to get stops against teams like that.
2: And what's the difference this year between previous years? Like there's a difference between hearing Rick Carlisle say every single year, Hey, we're going to focus on defense, yeah, yeah. defense, defense, <laughs> like, okay, same, same thing over and over. But now it's a whole, whole new coaching staff, whole new Jason Kidd, whole new front of office. Scheme. Yeah. Yeah. whole new scheme. So like, a lot of the same faces. So now we know if they hop in, you know, this season, the start of the season, and they're not they're still bad defensively, it's like, okay, there's some drastic changes that needs to happen roster wise. But what if the change that needed to happen was, you know, coaching and the scheme and all that? So we'll see. We'll see how it plays out.
0: That'll be really interesting. Some other good stuff, some great stuff I thought from Reggie Bullock from Tim Hardaway Jr. We'll get into that quickly coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about rock auto. Rock is the best place to get your auto parts for your car. Why would you want to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Don't get your parts at a car dealership. You pay too much. Mm -hmm. Rock Auto is a family business serving it to do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are always reliable low for every single customer. They have everything you could possibly need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet for your car. You're like, how do I fit these carpets into my car. There's always this configuration. There's like a lump here. And then there's like a seat here and something else. And then some of them have these hooks that you have to hook specifically into this thing. Rock auto has those for you. Go check out your car. Their catalog is remarkably easy to navigate. You just click your car, the year, the make, the model, all that kind of stuff, and you get down to everything available for your car or truck. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. They know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, Isaac care So... We talked about defense. We talked about Jason Kidd. Now let's get into the introduction to some of these players. Let's get the introduction to Reggie Bullock. I was interested to hear how Reggie decided to, to join the Mavericks. I always think that that's really interesting to see how a guy made that choice. And so here's Reggie Bullock telling everybody basically how he differentiated between some of his other options and the Dallas Mavericks.
3: Well, from when I played uh, against the Mavericks last year, I mean, I like the way that they competed as a team. Um, they got great players. Um, so it was an easy no brainer for me. Um, Been with the Knicks last year. I mean, we made it to the playoffs, but I seen this as a team that you know that's taking that next step to be in the postseason. So um, I felt like the skill set that I have was easy for me to be able to make this uh, this move to be able to come down here and be around uh, a great organization in, uh, in and in a great city, around great fans, and and just bring my game here. Are we
2: sure Reggie knows the Mavs made the playoffs? <laughs>
0: Hold on, should we go back on that one?
2: I I'm just wondering. It just, the way I was confused by
0: it. the I was confused by the wording as well of, of that one. Uh, the way he worded it was like, right. "Hey,
2: I, I made the playoffs with the Knicks, you know." And I but I see this team in Dallas here is like a team that's you know capable of making the playoffs, and it's like mm.
0: the Mavericks won more games in the playoffs than the Knicks did against a way better team than the Knicks did. <laughs> But all jokes aside, when, when you make the playoffs in New York, though, it's almost like nothing else exists. That's right? true. So you just you just drown it all out. So a plus for Reggie Bullock and in his ability to drown out all the other noise and literally anything else.
2: <laughs> no, I love I love having Reggie in Dallas, man. I, I yeah. think he's going to be a great fit. And just to hear about him saying, you know, no brainer. He talked about. Um, I don't think we're playing any other sound clips from him on today's pod, but you know, he talked about no, the, ma- the
0: one about how his game fits.
2: Yeah. Well, like matching up with Luca, you know, uh, I think Coop asked him about just, uh, him fitting with Luca and playing against him or playing with him now versus, you know, playing against him and there's still matchups against each other, you know, over the past few years. So I, yeah, I think he's man, he's going to fit perfect here.
0: He is absolutely going to fit. And this was one you just alluded to, uh, the question asked, how he's going to fit with Luca and how Luca's game and him and all that. Uh, So this is from Reggie Bullock. But also Sterling Brown gets in there. And Sterling Brown gives an answer that you're going to want to hear. So definitely listen for Sterling Brown's answer to this about how to play with Luca.
3: Respect to him. I mean, he's a great player. I mean, everything you do on the court from shooting the ball to his go-to moves to the way you get other people involved, I mean, he's a great player. I'm glad to say that he's a teammate of mine now that I don't have to guard him for, for a full game but um, um we had some great battles uh when we played against each other when I came down here um but he's a he's a competitive player and 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 it's it's kind of crazy to actually see that from a guy that's from overseas, but he's definitely he's definitely competitive and, and he he loved a game and he got a lot of respect for it so I'm glad to call him a teammate now
0: do we have to pause do we have to pause for a second and talk about that no. Okay. <laughs> you know, similar to what Reggie said,
3: um, you know, good all around and um, you know, there's definitely some battles out there, um, but you know, I look forward to going to battle with him now, you know, um, and he definitely, you know, complimented my game. Uh, yeah, going to be able to find me and you, know, you know, it's going to be fun. It's
0: like, <laughs> yeah. confidence. My name is Sterling Brown. You gotta love when a guy is in his introductory press conference, which by the way is an introductory press conference for yeah. him. So it's all it is all about him that says, I know that Luca will compliment my game in this way.
2: <laughs>
0: gotta love it. I love that quote.
2: <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's good. We 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 laugh about it and joke about it. But Sterling's gonna fit great here too. For sure. And he he had a quote, uh one of my favorite quotes of the day when he said, you know, he thinks about the, you know, he's obviously played at SMU. So he's familiar with Dallas and all he's thinking about is a title and not just a title, but bringing a title back to the city. And uh, I love that. I love his demeanor when he said that, like there's a difference between reading that quote and then watching him say that quote, like he looked like he would have like went and just ran like laps. He was so like, let's just go do this right now. He's ready to get to work. And so, yeah, I, I, I love the, I love the Sterling Brown edition.
0: Tim Hardaway Jr. had some good answers as well. We'll get to those tomorrow. I really want to spend some time talking about it. He had a really good quote about how he feels like he belongs in Dallas, and then he also had a quote from the question that I asked about Chris Porzingis and what he needs to do this off season. I love those quotes. I want to spend some more time on those, so we're gonna do those tomorrow. But a couple other notes from the presser. Just talk about us being there and, and you know it's stuff that you can you can't see just on the on the screen. I thought it was interesting. By the way, this is not something that was, <laughs> you can only see, but I thought it was interesting that. Nico made a point to talk about each and every player on the I made that on, note too. On, on the Dais there. Uh, they, they made sure to, to speak about each one of them and, and not just say like, oh, this is a guy that's blah, blah, blah. He said Moses Brown came in here and he has just improved so much from just the little time I've seen him. He talked about Sterling Brown, how he's been in the gym every single day working. Reggie Bullock, you mentioned him, and then Tim Arlery Jr. He went down the line and gave a little bit about each player. And I, I really like that touch. Just about, you know, something individual and personal for each one of those players. And I like that from Nico.
2: Yeah, that was super nice. Uh, I think a, an overwhelming thing you hear about Nico is just how nice of a dude he is. Yeah. Um, you know, we got a chance to talk to a couple of them, you know, after the presser, kind of off the record stuff. Um it was the first time I got to meet Nico Harrison, shake his hand, talk to him. And, and you uh, were wearing the same shoes. <laughs> hey, we were. We talked about each other's shoes, by the way, too. Uh, <laughs> and that had some uh conversations with Jason Kidd, you know it, it, it's sitting in a little media scrum there uh taking some we'll talk about some, those later for some some questions uh, after the press conference and um but yeah you know it this is the last time we're going to talk to talk to these guys you know before training camp and what you said about Nico, I thought that was really cool he made a point to go down the line he also said that this idea of this whole introductory press conference was Michael Finleys And uh, he made that a point at the beginning that, you know, Finley uh, wanted to have this and, you know, because I think some people even, you know, I I tweeted up, a lot of us tweeted out pictures of them holding up their jerseys afterwards and, you know, different people quote tweeting the tweet and saying, man, this is where we're we're at. You know, this is the Mavs offseason. Wow, here we are. (laughs) No, I think there is something. Somebody tweeted at me and said, hey, if you've seen this picture before free agency started, how would you have felt about this picture? And I think it's very valid. I'll call myself out on that saying, yeah, I'm not going to lie. If I saw that before, I'd be like, okay, you know, it didn't go as planned, but it's not like a disaster either. And it's still, I I still feel the same way. It's like, this wasn't a home run off season. This wasn't, I wouldn't say even a triple, you know, off season for keeping a baseball analogy. This is like a single, you know, like they didn't overpay for somebody. They didn't any of that. Like they got some quality guys who's going to fit.
0: To continue with the baseball analogy, let's hope it's like a sacrifice bunt, right? Like (laughs) a sacrifice bunt or a pop-up, you know, where they had all this cap space and then they take a big swing and then they miss, but it makes something else work down the line where what if KP comes back and he's in all-star form this year? Then all of a sudden it's like, okay, that's where our runner is now scoring from third after we hit this this pop-up because if they had gotten another big fish, then maybe it pushes KP down to third in line, and then all of a sudden he doesn't come back to be the player that he can be.
2: Yeah, well, I Can still we think it's, with the baseball thing. I still think it's a single just because like you brought back Tim. Like you could have lost Tim. Like Tim Tim yeah. could have took the eighty eight million from New Orleans and we're sitting there with an introductory presser from with just Bullock and Sterling Brown and Moses Brown, you know. So not only did they bring Tim back, but they added a guy in Reggie Bullock who's who's probably gonna be closing some games some nights. Right, He's gonna yeah. play in the playoffs and stuff too. So once again, it's not the home run of the offseason that we wanted. But they got better. And these guys, especially Bullock and especially Tim, they're going to be part of the main rotation. And let's just see what happens to Sterling Brown. Is Moses Brown on the roster past October 1st? I We don't know those questions, but or the answers to those questions? But yeah, that's.
0: There you go. Guys, we will be back all week with great stuff. We're going to have a live mailbag probably Wednesday. We really love the one that we did last time. And so we will be uh, accepting the life advice questions, of course, and, of course, Mavericks questions and all that. So, guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps.
3: Peace out. Boom. Yeah, and no, similar to what Reggie said, uh, and he, you know, is good all around. and. Um, you know, it was definitely some battles out there, um, but, you know, I look forward to going to battle with him now, you know, um, and he definitely, you know, compliment my game. Uh he, he going to be able to find me and, um, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting.